short that you can't reach me to. As I pray and press my way into your kingdom true, I'll grow to be more like you just by reaching out to you. I'm reaching, I'm reaching out to bless you richly. All that have gathered with us, we just want to send you God's blessing and wish and pray that God will meet with you wherever you're gathered and under the sound of the gospel going forth tonight. Our brother John Andy is going to speak for us and we're sure looking forward to that. Amen. So let's sing together what a wonderful change in my life has been wrought since Jesus came into my heart. Key of A flat, I believe. What a wonderful change in my life has been wrought since Jesus came into my heart. I have life in my soul for which long I had gone since Jesus came into my heart.
shall go there to dwell in that city I know since Jesus came into my heart and I'm happy so happy as onward I go since Jesus came into my heart since Jesus came into love that old song. And if I sing it a little differently than you all, we are going to blame that on Brother Gunther. <laughs> oh, he loved that song too. I can remember years ago we'd sing that and Brother Gunther always liked to sing real high and loud and he let the, the roll roll a long time. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. One day we're going to see him. And he'll be in a youthful body. Oh my, what a day that'll be. Praise God. I want more of Jesus, more and more and more. I want more of Jesus. More and more and more. I want more of Jesus than I've ever had Touching Jesus is all that really matters, and your life will never be the same, for there's only one way to touch Him, just believe when you
and believe every promise that you have given us under redemption, Lord. We claim it as ours tonight, Lord. In your holy name, Lord Jesus. Amen. Brother Tom, I'm going to ask you to come and pray. Just have a testimony and a couple of prayer requests here to read out. And, um, testimony last week, Brother Milko had an MRI test done. And today, his cancer doctor told, called and said that all is perfect. Chemo was successful, no trace of cancer. Brother Milko says, the Lord Jesus did it, and to him be all the glory. And we are thankful for all that doctors did. Now Brother Milko just has to recover, get his strength back, and he is doing very well. And he's also requesting prayer for his hand, Brother Milko. He can hardly move it. He injured it some months ago. So he just asked us to remember that. And we believe that by his stripes, he is already healed. And um, Sister Eleanor Drake's neighbor asked that the church please pray for Tom Erlach, who is going in for surgery on his kidneys. And then Brother Jay Beattie has a prayer request. He had a incident at work, got a stick in his eye and it's not recovering very quickly, so he just asks us to re, to uh, remember that in prayer tonight. Amen. God is a God of the impossible. God is our healer. God is a God of miracles. There's no limit to God. Amen. Brother Tom.
Amen. Wherever you are, why don't we just bow our heads in a word of prayer and ask God to do a supernatural work within the lives of these requests. And if you have one this evening, why don't you just close your eyes and lift up your heart to him and just say, Jesus, you're all that really matters to me. Heavenly Father, as we have gathered around the word of life, various ones, Lord, in different rooms, but they're all connected, Lord, to this little place tonight as we will hear our precious brother John Andy's minister, the word of life. I pray, God, you'll anoint your servant. I pray that our hearts will be open, Lord, that the word of God will minister deep within our souls. Realizing, Lord, what a dark hour we're living in. But a prophet cried out, arise and shine for your light has come. And we believe that light has come, Lord God, to prepare a people to speak to us through the vessel tonight. We're praying, Lord, as, as Brother Nathan has read out these requests, as we have prayed over the last weeks and months, we can see our God hears. And he also answers prayer. You're a wonder-working God. All praise to your holy name. We glorify you, the King of glory. You said, ask and you shall receive. Knock and it shall be open. Lord, we're asking in the name of Jesus that you will meet every need according to your riches in glory. We rejoice with Brother Milko, Lord. That this demon of cancer has been bound and your son has been loosed. We rejoice in it, Lord, that this young man that had a kidney problem and failure, that you moved on the scene. Lord, Sister Eleanor, different ones are praying for friends and loved ones. We're asking God that you will move on their behalf for the glory of God. Lord, would you take Brother John? Speak through his lips, Lord. Let the burden of the word of the Lord minister to your body. And each and every one that is joined with us, Lord, may the glory of God settle on them. We're thankful for each one now. We ask it all in the precious name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you, Brother Tom. Have your seats if you're standing. We're going to sing uh, In Your Presence, That's Where I Belong, as we invite our brother John to come out and minister tonight. In your presence, that's where I am strong. In your
song getting ready to leave ready to leave let's stand to our feet tonight if you're able ready to leave in the twinkling of an eye i just probably threw a curveball but some folks are building hopes faces tonight and those that are on the zoom and those that are in the unseen maybe we can just bow our heads as it's already been prayed but i wonder one more time our heavenly father we thank you god that in this december season looking back over the year you have been faithful you have been mindful of us we have not a reason to grieve lord we stand in your presence with a multitude of heavenly hosts Many thousands and millions screaming out from that other dimension. You can make it. You can make it. We're here tonight in this room with just a few of your believers, but we're connected with many that are on the unseen audience. Oh, great Jehovah God that's omnipresent, that fills every room, every heart, every life. Would you receive all the glory tonight, all the praises? We just want to love you a little bit and sense your nearness. Have a word fitly spoken, Lord, that will speak to the heart of each one of us. Lord, we want to hear your thoughts. We've gone through this day. We're going through this season, but we want to hear your thoughts and your mind. Thank you for Brother Nathan, the musicians, so many that from this assembly goes out. Much inspiration, much joy and happiness. May you go into the homes, into the offices into the vehicles, into the archives. Just go out into the hearts of your people. Prepare us, Lord, for this great catching away. We are thankful. Take the service tonight for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you tonight. Thank you, musicians. I, we'll give you all a round of applause, but we'll give you a standing ovation. Amen. Let's turn to Matthew chapter 25 together a real familiar scripture 
And uh, from the audience, I, I know that you all appreciate these, the musicians and those that are serving from here at Cloverdale Bible Way here. Who would have ever thought this would be the, the way that we would uh, be worshiping now? But we just thank the Lord that we are serving him together. And it's a privilege and an honor uh, and a pleasure to serve the Lord Jesus. And even in these uncertain and crazy times that we're living in, to know that, that there's still a desire for the Word of God. And for the listening audience, we're just here in Cloverdale with just a few of us here in the church. Brother Tom, just, Brother Tom's the amen corner here. And, and there's a few of the essential ones. And so you that are on the Zoom, we can see your faces. If you'd like to turn on your cameras, this is a good time. And uh, we see you. God bless each one of you. And you can wave. Uh, your amens are helpful. And those that are unseen, just the pool. We believe in the spirit realm that God is mindful and he knows uh, each one of us and our needs. Tonight, we'd like to speak on the state of readiness. This thought has just been going through our hearts for some weeks on readiness, being ready. And so tonight we'd like to speak on the state of readiness. And we'll get into that just a little bit as Jesus. I think it's true in your Bible in Matthew 25 that these are the words of Jesus. A deity is speaking to us. So we take this from him in Matthew chapter 25 verse 1. Jesus said, then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened. Unto ten virgins, which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. And five of them were wise and five were foolish. And they that were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. Watch that in verse three. I believe I'm speaking to a lot of wise virgins tonight, but the foolish virgin are those that took no oil or took no Holy Spirit with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. While the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight there was a cry made, Behold, the bridegroom cometh, go ye out to meet him. Then all these virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. The wise and foolish virgin, they trimmed their lamps. That was like in the Old Testament, the lamps and the the wick went down into the oil and the wick would come up and they woke up the, the virgins and they trimmed their lamps. This is lamp trimming time. And verse eight says, the foolish said unto the wise, give us of your oil. Give us of your experience. Give us of your Holy Ghost for our lamps or our light are gone out. But the wise answered saying, not so, lest there be not enough for us and you. But go you rather to them that sell and buy for yourselves. I know that this is a little bit serious, but before I came to the service tonight, I was thinking, are we living in this time now? Are we living in a time when the wise virgins have oil, trimming their lamps, being ready, and the foolish virgin are recognizing they don't have oil, they don't have what it takes to stand, what it takes to be overcomers? Oh my, what a season. 
Verse 10, and while they went to buy, the foolish virgin went to buy, the bridegroom came and they that were ready. This is where we're speaking from tonight. They that were ready went in with him to the marriage and the door was shut. Afterward came also the other virgin saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, verily, I say unto you, I know you not. Our last verse, verse 13, Jesus said, watch therefore, or be alert, be awake. The wise virgins, uh, watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man cometh. Amen. God bless you. You can have your seats. Amen. What a privilege. What a joy. Just want to make another positive announcement uh, tonight. Uh, just today, the British Columbian government gave approval for uh, U.S. students to be able to cross the border and come to BCA. So we want to give that announcement uh, tonight that if there's any of the U.S. believers that would like to be able to come across the border and attend BCA, and I'm sure Brother Michael Ray and the school We'll uh, have uh, further information for you, and that can be pretty much as early as next week, if you desire. So if there's anyone that is interested in any of your students that would like to come to BCA, this is a wonderful opportunity uh, for you. And so this year, as we look um, out past the year that has been, I know this is December the 9th, and many are looking back over the past year. And even as believers, we are looking at the times that we're living in. We're coming into a Christmas season when many are frolicking and trying to look for joy. They're looking for some reason or purpose. And, and even as believers this year, if you've lost your joy, it's time to get it back. Hallelujah. If, if, if there's been a, a seeping out of your patience in your life, it's time to get that back. Even as the lady in the scripture that lost the virtue, she lost the coin. But when she knew that her husband was coming back, when she knew her bridegroom, we would say, was coming back, she quickly, when she realized, I've lost a virtue, I've lost a coin, she quickly uh, busied herself, sweeping her house and looking. And truly, that's what the bride is examining ourselves Just making ourselves ready. Just looking for those things that we would be in a state of readiness. So our scripture verse tonight comes out of Matthew 25 verse 10 on this thought of readiness. And um, Jesus said while the foolish virgin, while they went out to buy, that the bridegroom came and they that were ready, they that were ready, went in with him to the marriage, and the door was shut. So when I heard that word ready and readiness, I thought to speak tonight on the state of readiness, because this word ready means they were prepared. 
And we want this to be personal messages. As I've heard the different brothers minister from behind the pulpit. It's been so personal. It's been so individual that we can have the Holy Spirit come into our living rooms, come into our vehicles, come into our bedrooms, just come right into where before the kitchen is like the church, we would say, where we could all come and hear the word. And then the the living room or the parlor was where we could fellowship. A little bit more. Brother Tom, it's almost like the Lord has brought the kitchen into the living room where we're now fellowshipping and in a, in a deeper level. But it's still that personal place, that that bedroom that he's inviting us. Come, my bride, come into that deeper place. Leave the frolic and the state of the, you know, they have the state of the union or the state of the province or the state of the country. But tonight we like to look at the state of readiness and just look in ourselves individually because we want to be prepared. And that's what that word means. They were ready means they were living in a state of readiness. Readiness means to make ready or to prepare. It means to be ready. It's speaking of things that the time is at hand and things are at the door. In every season, they were ready. The wise virgin isn't looking for something great to happen. She's letting her a wick be put down into the oil of the Holy Spirit. She's trimming her her lamp. She's wanting all the carbon to be gone. Because this is our time to make ourselves ready. So in every season, whether it was back in March and spring, or whether it was through the uncertainty of the summertime, the bride just keeps making herself ready. Then we came into the fall time and, and things begin to change and school begin to come. And now it's stretched into months, we would say. And now we're into the winter time. We're into the winter season. There seems to be a message coming from the heart of God that the believers are making themselves ready. We are right there at the door. We are right, closer than we've ever been. So there's a, there's a state of readiness. There's a preparation that no matter what season we are going through as believers, we are making ourselves ready. So speaking of persons, I'm not just speaking about things, but we're speaking about a person that is looking inward and just making ready. They're doing something about it. They're receiving one that is coming. And I, I was thinking of our Lord Jesus that is coming back to receive us. That, that, that readiness also means it's a willingness to receive him. It's an eagerness. It's an enthusiasm and a keenness. So it's not something that we're running from the presence of God. And that's a whole nother subject that I almost spoke on uh, tonight and maybe Sunday night at the camp. I might go into that. But Brother Branham spoke a man running from the presence of God. And there's a, there's a woman, a bride in this day that's not running away from the presence. She's running into the presence of God. She's not looking for a covering to cover her sin. She's looking for a power of God that will deliver her from sin. That will make us ready. That we can receive this precious presence of God in the season that we're living in. Now, if some of you are interested in a certain message, it's a Christmas message, 1964. 
It's actually after Christmas. It's one of Brother Branham's last messages on Christmas. It's entitled, Who Do You Say That This Is? And as he was speaking of this in Phoenix, and he was speaking about how in Tucson he had spoke on why did it have to be shepherds? Then he spoke, he said a few years ago on why it, why little Bethlehem. Then he said, the Lord willing, just watch this on December the 27th, 64. He said, the Lord willing next Christmas, which he never came to Christmas. I want to preach on why did it have to be the wise men? So Brother Branham's always, it seems in December, bringing reflective message. Why little Bethlehem? Why did it have to be shepherds? Why did it have to be wise men? And I think also in this season of 2020, it's good for us to look in, into inward and say, are we living in a state of readiness? Are we living in a state where we're ready? Where we're not distracted by the lights of the things of the world, but we're not just distracted by the media or what they're trying to broadcast or brainwash people's minds to fear. But the bride is living in a state of readiness. And I want to ask you that question tonight. Are you living in a state of readiness? And that readiness, it has to do now, as Brother Branham went on to say, we find ourselves at this Christmas, remember this was his last Christmas, just about like they did in the first Christmas. The world's just about to fall apart. He said, as I preached about a Christmas message, the world is falling apart. What a Christmas message. The world is falling apart. He said, the world again is just about to come to pieces. So he's talking about a world that is trying to put it frantically, looking for answers, looking for reasons. And he said, it's falling apart. The world is falling to pieces. And in the middle of all of that, he said, but the church, he said, the, not the real church, not the denomination, but the church itself is ready for the greatest triumph it ever made, the coming of the groom to the bride. So when the world is falling apart and people are looking for Christmas to somehow make them happy this year, the bride is still eager. She's looking for for the coming. He said it's the greatest triumph is the church itself is ready. Now tonight as Brother Branham was bringing that as a Christmas message, I thought it was so uh, amazing what he also said after the seals. In the message in Shreveport, just I want this this uh, quote of Brother Branham to really strike your heart because it is one area where Brother Branham said it frightens him. He, he was talking about looking at the condition of the church and he said, it frightens me. He was in Shreveport, which at that time he could speak openly. It was a place like Chicago was Chicago and Shreveport at that time was another place outside of Jeffersonville that he could speak messages more open. And he was, he said, it's astounding to see the hour that we're living in. But he said, it frightens me. It frightens me. Now he's saying in my, in my heart, the joy bells are ringing. 
In my heart, the joy bells are ringing, knowing that the coming of the Lord is so close at hand. But what frightens me is to know that so many is unprepared for the hour that we are facing. So here's a prophet that in himself, the joy bells were ringing. But when he was looking at the condition of the church, this is November after the seals. He said, what frightens me is to know that there's so many that's unprepared. So he was looking, I believe, with spiritual insight into the condition that there are many that aren't ready. They're not prepared. They're not living in a state of readiness. Things are not right. Within their experience. And this is now the heartbeat of him speaking now. He said that's the bad part. So tonight the, the, the joy bells are ringing we would say. Or many are living on the mountain. Or some are in the victory. Some are you know, some are in the fold. The, the lamb has been shed. And they're rejoicing in the testimonies. But tonight's service is to also bring in those that need that little check. They need that little encouragement. To make yourself ready. Are you living in a state of readiness? Is your family in a state of readiness? And so that's where this message came from tonight that we'd like to speak on this, the state of readiness. Now the state, when we speak about a state of readiness, we're not speaking of a state of, like a state of Indiana or the state of Washington. We're not speaking about the United States or a state in Australia. They they call them different states in Australia. I'm not speaking about a, a state in Australia or a province of Canada. And we're not speaking about you, you're from a certain territory or of a certain nation or you live in a certain county or district or a municipality of Surrey. I understand that Surrey is having a, a lot of lights and Christmas lights. They want you to decorate your houses and your property with a lot of lights because the season, it brings more light to the season. But friends, it's not a natural light that's going to bring joy to the bride. It's going to be the light of the gospel that just keeps shining, keeps flickering. There's a man that turns on the light for the believer. So we're not speaking about a state, as we've already said, of like a state in the United States. But the state of readiness has to do with a dominating role in your life. It has to do with the atmosphere that's around you. It has to do with the atmosphere in your home, the atmosphere in a church, the atmosphere or the condition. What is the conditions like in your life? What is the condition? What is the state of your mind? We would say, well, where are you living? You would say, well, I live in Canada. Or I, I live in the United States or I someone is streaming today from New Zealand. They, they told me that. But you say, well, we live in New Zealand. No, what is the state of your mind? What is your heart condition? Where are you really at? Where do you live is more than your physical address. Are we together tonight? So the state of your readiness has to do with the leading characteristic. It's the most important thing in your life. What's, what is driving you? What, what are you running to? Is what we would say. So it's speaking of the condition of someone. Let, let's go back to Matthew chapter 25, our opening scripture. Uh, together, if you'd like to look back at the scripture that we read on these wise and foolish virgins. And think about the oil that was in their lamps. That's a type of the Holy Spirit. 
And the lamp speaks of your life. It speaks of my life. And when Jesus was speaking in verse 7 about they trim their lamps, that, that has to do with, with the fire as it, as it moves and as it shows light. And as you manifest your life, it, it can darken the, the glass around uh, in, in the lantern. I wish I had some pictures tonight, but I, I didn't go that far. But it's like a lantern. And the light around the wick as it would burn, it would get darkened. And they had to clean the, 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 the lamp and they had to trim the wick so that it could burn brighter. Too much uh, blackness, too much sootiness, too much things of excess was growing on the wick. And verse 7 says, they trimmed their lamps. But I want you to notice in verse 8, the foolish saying unto the wise, give us of your oil for our lamps. Are gone out. The Holy Ghost. That should have been the oil. That should have been where their wick was down in. They had lost their oil. They had It had went out. And what an age that we're living in. When people are groping. And looking for answers. They're looking to do the right thing. But friends I saw it even this last uh, a Monday with when the when the health leader here in British Columbia, Bonnie, was giving her uh, speech, how her eyes were so haggard and how she was looking. I'm sure hours and hours has gone into all of these guidelines and restrictions, but the world has no answers. They they're groping and looking to try to keep people healthy and and doing things in their in their minds to make people live longer, to save them from death. And on the spiritual side, the Holy Spirit has been been for many years trying to give the believers that spiritual life, that spiritual health, that spiritual oil that we can look inward tonight and say, are we living in a state of readiness? Has has the oil gone out in your life? Tonight is a message of hope and don't take this message for negative at all. I, I believe As I spoke to Brother Ernie on Sunday before he ministered, I said, everyone that is in this chapel, they want you to be here. They registered to be here. We love you. And it brings a different atmosphere when we know in this building tonight there's just a handful, but we all want to be here. Brother Tom, we want to be here. There's a, there's a, a purpose. Those that are on the Zoom that are connected, those that are on the internet that are streaming from your homes with many times our little children or our teenagers or our spouses. Uh, we're, we're connected in because we, we, we believe the Lord's going to speak to us. He's going to talk to us. I believe right now the Holy Spirit can come right into your situation and fill you with the Holy Ghost right there where you're at. Do you believe that tonight? You can be healed right there sitting in your room. Right there in your office, right there streaming, going down the road in your car, as I've heard and I've actually seen others in other meetings and Zoom driving their cars, that the Lord can just fill them and fill their atmosphere and come into their condition and just totally change it because of the power of the Word of God. So in Matthew 25, this is the verse I wanted you to look at again is verse 13. We're not going to read too much tonight. We're going to read in Matthew and then in the book of Corinthians. But Matthew 25 verse 14, Jesus speaking, sorry, verse 13. He said, watch therefore, two words, watch therefore, 
For you know neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man cometh. Again, those words, watch, therefore, means to be alert, be awakened. This is not the time to be slumbering and sleeping or spiritually being lazy. This isn't the time of your life for the, for it to be crowned with you were lazy. You ran well. You started well. And then to end with a, a testimony or to make a decision that after all of these years, actually, that's my last uh, page of notes that I had. I wanted to encourage the people to stay ready and encourage the saints to not drop your guard. You have gained so much ground. You have done so well. As it says in the book of Revelations, you have run well. Don't lose it now. Don't lose it now after you've ran so well. God has performed a wonderful testimony in your life. Don't let Satan trample on it now with some hasty, quick decision that shows that you've moved out of the presence of the Lord. Tonight is an invitation. Stay back into his presence. Just come back into line. And maybe Sunday night we'll get into that about Jonah. And how he went from the presence of the Lord. But God gave him a second chance. And a second opportunity. In Jonah chapter 3. You can read that. And the Lord spake unto Jonah the second time. And he commissioned him. And, and he gave him another chance. So it is for each one of you that are wise virgins. God is speaking and encouraging you tonight again. Watch, therefore, verse 13. For you know neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man cometh. What a serious word that he was speaking. And then for Brother Branham to take that in his last Christmas message, really, on who do you say that this is, to say that my next Christmas message is going to be why it had to be wise men. He's speaking these messages as Brother Michael Ray spoke uh, the last time on why little Bethlehem. He's looking for a freshness. He's looking for something in the believers that's not just talking about the battle and the battle scars and, oh, we want to go to our tents and just kind of disappear and get a little break. But he's looking for warriors that's just listening for his, his still small voice. What kind of drink can I give you? What can I give you from my life, Lord? I think we all agree tonight that we want our offering to be a fresh offering. As this word readiness means a willing offering. I am eager, Lord. I'm enthusiastic. I am keen on this. It's something that is just totally possesses you. It's going to be our last scripture. We are addicted. It's something that possesses our whole subconscious. Is to serve the Lord is, is not for someone else in the natural, but it's we're serving as unto the Lord. I think this present world, and I'm just expressing some thoughts now to you that goes with this message of the state of readiness. This present world that we're living in, and especially these times that we're facing, it's challenging to the individual's faith. It is challenging your character. It is challenging your family. It is challenging the bodies globally, just globally. 
as just before coming out, I got a, another message that a brother, a brother had been on a ventilator for 26 days, Sister Joanne. And the doctors had said he cannot stay on there much longer. As we spoke about breathing and breathe, you, 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 you've got to build up that strength yourself. You, you can't be depending on just some artificial device to keep you alive. Just something man-made to keep you breathing. We need the breath of God. We need the Holy Spirit. I, I'm speaking spiritually. Because as that brother is weighing in the balance physically tonight, so are there many. As Brother Branham said, I, I am so... What was his wording again? He said, it frightens me to know that so many is unprepared. So many are unprepared. So these messages are coming that we would make ourselves ready. But as I was just thinking of this age that we're living in and how we can see the devil anointing this age and the spirit of this evil age is to spiritually try to cause the wise virgins to become passive. Just to become passive. Just to where compromising becomes just, well, we're not around so many people now. We, we don't have to kind of report. We don't have to kind of present ourselves. You know, those that are on the Zoom connection tonight, I know what it's like. You have to present yourself. You have to make yourselves ready. You, we, we get ourselves ready for, like we're coming to church and we, we're, we're wanting the other believers to, to know that whose side we're on. I mean, we're on the Lord's side and, and we're here to serve one another. And so it's not just thinking of how I look or, you know, I wonder, you know, how it, but it's, we are presenting ourselves to encourage Sister Rena Witt, to encourage Sister Esther. When you look into the face of Sister Nicole and know that she's there, she's presenting herself as a believer. It gives another believer strength. Even the Gindo family that we can see there uh, on the Zoom. When you see their lives, and we were able to speak with Brother Ellie uh, this week. It's a wonderful privilege. He's back home now. But to be able to know that we were together, and we can see Brother Michael there in Ferndale. And we can see our sister that I think she's been in every service, Brother Michael, there. She's been in every meeting. She's just so wonderful that moved from Edmonton a few months ago. We're so happy. Aren't you so happy for the family of God? We have a privilege, Sister Anno. We have a privilege of making ourselves ready, but we're not alone. There, there's many other believers that are making ourselves ready, that are asking the Lord to rub off those areas that would hinder, or if there's uh, attitudes or spirits or... Uh, virtues that we've lost somehow that the Lord would add to, take away, that we would be under the molding of the hand of Almighty God. But it also comes with a warning that Satan is trying to move us to become more passive, just compromise, to try to get a people where they are spineless, where they're not willing to stand up for what is Right, when so many in the world are proclaiming their opinions and their thoughts on social media or out in the public, they're just so quick. But the bride is just keeping those thoughts like sacred virtues within her heart, knowing that we are at the end of time. It's like, my, you know, friends, if God is speaking to you in this hour, I would grab right a hold of that. If the Lord is just moving your heart to... To be more tender to him and, you know, if he's just delicately 
speaking to you as he does like a real father, like a real daddy. Uh, There was a brother that passed away in India this last week and he was, many called him the daddy. He's a, a, a wonderful brother. But it was because that he would open orphanages and he encouraged orphanages like our brother Guido Vandenbrand. And he would go and encourage uh, those that children that didn't have a father or a mother. And so when I was reading some of the comments about our brother, they called him daddy, our father. And it's so wonderful that he was able to be Jesus or be a father to someone that needed that. And I want to encourage you tonight. Don't live to yourself. God wants you to be Jesus to someone else. So the state of readiness now is not just for ourselves. We look to others. We, we're not like Cain, which is a serpent seed that I, am I my brother's keeper? It's not even a question. We are our brother's keeper. We do look out for our sisters. God puts burdens and You know, I'm just going to speak openly tonight. I I think I can do that on a Wednesday night. I was speaking to Brother Rickhart Van Inter yesterday, and he was talking about a a man and his work that had expressed to Brother Rickhart how that he was so happy for all of these lockdowns and rules because this man was an introvert, and so he was just so happy. I can go to my room and be alone. And But Brother Rickhart and I was fellowshipping that not everyone is like that. God has put gifts in the body and in talents in the body of Christ where we are called to give and to serve. And there's many gifts in the congregation that that are not being used to their full capacity at this time. It's because Satan, through all of the, the virus and the guidelines and the restrictions and the isolation, wants to move people to where they're alone, to where they're alone. And some of you thrive in that environment because, oh, you can go and shut the door. I was talking to Brother Tim Dodd yesterday and Brother, Brother Tom, we were thinking about ministers. Like, we could go in our rooms and shut the door and we can lo- listen to this message for hours and hours. That'd be fantastic. But our ministries is not for ourselves. It's for the body. And so it is that, you know, introverts, they love this time. They can go home and be alone and they don't have to, you know, answer to no one. But there's gifts in the body that are called to serve. They're called to give. And many of those sisters and brothers right now, they're feeling it the most because God put that gift there. It wasn't the church that put that there. It wasn't their mom or their dad. God put that there. So we need a special grace at this time. I think you would agree with that. We need a special grace for the body and start thinking of one another. We're not all the same. We we don't all operate the same. So may God bless you in your gift as you make yourself ready. I'm thinking of another Christmas message, Brother Michael, and that is God's gifts always find their places. And so sometimes, I I don't know why I'm saying this, that didn't even come into my thoughts today. But sometimes God will use a gift and shine it up and sing it out or be a giver, a gift of helps. And then sometimes the door closes and you kind of sit on the shelf as it was. Or you feel like you're sitting on the bench. You feel like you're not doing much. And and you, what am I here for? And is there any purpose and reason? And I pray tonight God would just come to you wherever you're at. And give you that calm assurance that he's in your life. 
That if he wants to use you, he'll use you. If, if it's your time to just linger and let your life mature, just sit in the wings and drink some wine and drink some oil. I'm talking spiritually. Hallelujah. I'm finding out throughout these months, everything you say is being, you know, looked at and watched. And I'm, oh my, no wine, please. Amen. We, we've had a lot of spiritual wine. We've been drinking well. We want to share it with someone and that's the thing about making ourselves ready. It, it is so good. When you get a hold of something good, you want to share it. But Satan is wanting to cause this generation, the wise virgins, to become silent and non-responsive. He wants to move you to become inactive, where you become not flexible and not cooperating. It's like a person falls into a human stubbornness. It's like their conversation becomes more political. It's like they're more interested in finding the fault or finding the hinder parts. And that's not the spirit of God. And we find now a state of readiness for the believer is wanting all those things flushed out of our lives. We are not a political people. We're not people that operate good with hidden agendas. A real son and daughter of God is open. They're transparent. They, they're like an open book. And Satan will want to push your old nature to pick on the negative or deride someone. And I, I encourage you tonight, don't allow yourself to slip into that one-sided, non-communicative. Because that's not a, an attribute of the Spirit of God un, where you're unwilling to admit your error. Where you're unwilling to admit you're wrong. Where you're not repentive. That's not the Spirit of Christ. And so in this time that we're living in the state of readiness, it's like you hear the bugle call. It's like you hear the Holy Spirit saying, are we ready? Let's get ready. Whatever state you find yourself in tonight, God is calling you over to the state of readiness. Brother Branham said this and, and knoweth it not. 1965, when, in the, in the August time of his last year, he said, being that this is in the Laodicean church age that we're in, let's just look at the condition. So here's Brother Branham here in Jeffersonville and knoweth it not, just wanting to bring the conditions of Laodicea to the congregation. He said, let's just talk. He said, as we talk on whatever the Lord would lead us to do, but something that would help us, Let's think of the Laodicean church age and its condition today. As far as I know, here, here it is. As far as I know, I don't see anything to hinder at this time the coming of the Lord Jesus outside of the readiness of his church. So here's a prophet bringing this word into focus. And his wife hath made herself ready. What does that mean, Brother Jonathan? It means every individual in the body is going to be in a state of readiness. This is 1965. He said, out as far as I know, I don't see anything to hinder at this time the coming of the Lord Jesus outside of the readiness of his church. Could we say the same thing tonight, Sister Fortune? Could we say that tonight? 
coming from Cloverdale Bible Way. Here it is again. The, the word of the Lord to us that outside of the readiness of the church, there's nothing to hinder the coming of the Lord. So Brother Branham's kind of focusing in on readiness and are we ready? There's, there's no prophecy. There's no major event. You say, well, this needs to happen or that needs to happen or friends, we have seen even in the last week, things can happen. And if the Lord allows us to go into 2021, there will be more things happen to fulfill prophecy. But we're not looking to just events to move us into readiness. The word is moving us into readiness. Sometimes you wonder, before we go to our last scripture, our last scripture, sometimes you wonder, as you look out and you just observe people and how they're living today, where are people living? You say, well, well, in Canada, they live in Canada, in the United States or in Africa, you say in Europe, that they're living in Europe, Brother John. No, but when you look at how they are and their atmosphere, where are they really living? I'm not speaking of their natural country of, or their place of birth or their birth certificate or their passport or their visa. When Brother John crosses the border in a few minutes, they're going to ask for a passport and that's going to show them that I, I'm a U.S. citizen. So they, they welcome you in. It's because they see your passport, but that's in the natural. But on the spiritual, the bride has a passport. They have something that shows they came from God. They're going back to God. So when we show our passport or our atmosphere or what state do you live in? I need proof that you live there. And when you can show the Holy Ghost, when you can show the oil, that's what's going to give the bride your ticket into that new body, into heaven, you would say. That's what's going to make ourselves ready right now is the word applied to our situations. Friends, you don't want no trouble at the border. You don't want no trouble at the river that you get there and you hear what Jesus said to the foolish virgin. I know you not. I I don't know you. This passport's invalid. It, It expired a long time ago. Where is your current experience? Where is the oil? Brother Bannon was speaking that again, saying that's what was frightening him. Even after the seals, he said, that's what frightens me is so many are unprepared. They, they are not ready. They're not living in a state of readiness. Let's go tonight to our last scripture, and that is 1 Corinthians chapter 16. And God bless our children that have school tomorrow. You that work tomorrow and our teenagers that have remained strong. God bless you when we see your testimonies or see some of your communications with others and and just hear your lives. Uh, it's such a blessing to know that you are making yourself ready and you you're, you're serious about spiritual things. You know, we can talk about different things in the natural realm. And, and, and Brother John was just in my little apartment today studying for tonight. And I was thinking of being ready. If we was going on vacation, we would be ready for vacation. You know, if you were going to a warm place, you'd have a t-shirt or maybe some sandals. You'd say, I'm going away. I'm going to vacation. You're making ready to go. If we're going hunting, you'd say, 
We're getting ready for hunting. You might have a gun or you might have some certain clothes or certain mosquito spray or something or whatever you take hunting. It's different than going on vacation. You're making yourself ready. You, you're planning. You're looking forward. You're, you're, what if this happens? I need a certain knife. Or if this happens, I, oh, I need a license. If I'm asked, I, if I'm getting a moose or I'm getting an elk or, you know, I'm, I'm going for salmon. I'm going fishing. You know, then you take your fishing poles. I'm making myself ready. And I was thinking of going to school. You know, you have your papers or you have your little tablet or you have your pencils or, you know, on Sister Anno's class, it'd probably just be getting your lunch kit, you know, and it'd just be something like you're getting ready for school and and, and you're getting ready. That's what fills your whole mind, you know, and, and friends, if that can be that way in the natural The bride is making ourselves ready for the rapture. We are getting ready for heaven. There's preparation being made that at any time and at any hour, we could be gone. So let's look now in our concluding scripture in 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 13. Let's let this family... Influence us before we leave tonight. And I almost entitled tonight, Addicted. Capital letters. One word, addicted. I, I was thinking what the Lord would have us to speak tonight. And I almost used the scripture and entitled it, Addicted. 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 13. This is Paul now. Speaking again to us along the same channel of thoughts. Watch ye, stand fast in the faith, quit you like men, be strong. This word quit in 1 Corinthians 16 verse 13 doesn't mean you're quitting the battle or you're throwing in the towel. It means gird yourself, get ready. We're going to battle, get ready to go. We're getting ready as Christians then we're, it's not getting ready for vacation or we're not hunting a moose. We're, we're soldiers. We're getting ready for the battle. And Paul is saying, watch you. Get your, let your eyes be alert. Don't be slumbering. Don't be lazy. Don't be spiritually dull. This is the time to stand fast in the faith. Get ready like men. Quit you like men. Be strong. Verse 14. Let, I just loved how Paul spoke. Let all your things, let all your things, brother Joe. <laughs> that includes our drum playing, our living at a home and our, you know, our influence to our younger brothers or sisters or to one another. Let all my things be done with charity. It is how others look at us. And, and I know many say, well, it don't matter what people think. It doesn't matter. No, friends, our testimony, that's the one thing you have. That's you. Let all your things be done with love. Another place says fervent charity. But in verse 15, he said, now this is our verse 15 and 16. I beseech you, brethren, you know the house of Stephanus. This was a family that was in the message, we would say. This house of Stephanus. That it is the first fruits of Acacia, or those that first came to be Christians, or to the message we would say, they were the first fruits of the certain city. And that they have addicted themselves to the ministry of the saints. I'm taking that one word 
In conclusion tonight, that word addicted, I'm just bringing it into the believer's atmosphere, into their condition, into the closing um, remarks, into the closing stamina of our journey as we press against the tape. Paul is using an example of a family that is in the message that have addicted themselves to the ministry of the saints. When so many are getting tired, so many are hanging up the sword, so many have nothing to give out, like the foolish virgin. They had no oil, they they had nothing to give, but there was a wise virgin, there was a family that had become addicted. They were possessed, they were controlled by the ministry to the saints. I want to make it very clear, this isn't pulpit ministry. It's not that they were all preachers in the family. No, no, but Paul was bringing an example of a family, the house of Stephanus, that they, they had come out of this certain city, but he had watched their lives. They were addicted. They were possessed. It seems like everything that they did, you could see that they were possessed with serving the body. Now, I'm not going to stop there. I'm going to bring it right into your lives today. Verse 16. It's not our attitude to push that family off or say, oh, they're trying to be spiritual or they're trying to be religious or look at them. They're always involved in everything and seem to be trying to do. And, and what, what, what was Paul's attitude in verse 16? He said that you submit yourselves unto such and to everyone that helpeth with us and laboreth. So this is Paul, which was the prophet to the age, bringing an example Of a family and individuals that had become addicted and possessed with serving others. Paul was actually saying to the rest of the believers, submit yourselves unto such. He's not just talking about the individuals. He's talking about what is driving them. What is possessing them? What is in that family that they are helping and they are laboring and they are ministering. Paul was saying, submit yourself or be like that. Now, if we look at this word addicted, as we just close down tonight before we go and bring it into the state of readiness, it kind of cuts the grain of, of like, say, you would be in the fourth quarter or the last quarter of a hockey game or a football game. And, and just to bring this into context to you, that in the sports world, what Brother John is preaching on tonight of the state of readiness is a phrase that, that uh, a leader would say, they call it gameness or having your game face on. When someone's ready to go into sports, they say, uh, put your game face on or do you have your game face on? Are you ready to play? It, the whole world is possessed with it. And it's like, are you ready? Are you ready to go? Are you mentally prepared? Are you strengthened? Are, are, have you exercised? What have you exercised in? And it's, it's not just last minute, you know, staying up till two in the morning that these, the, these men, they are possessed. They are addicted and women to the sports world. But as Christian soldiers tonight, we would ask the question, are you ready to fight? Have your sword and your shield. What what attitude, what kind of condition is your heart in tonight? Paul is saying to this family that had addicted themselves. This word addicted, and I trust that this will influence 
someone before we leave tonight and are disconnected from one another in this way. Paul was saying this family has addicted themselves means they are dependent on a certain substance. That's what addiction means. They're unable to stop talking about it without occurring adverse effects or they, if they stop taking that, whatever it is, that substance, then it's going to cause them to act differently. I think as believers, it's the same with the word of God and the spirit of God. If we ever stop hearing the word, if our prayer life ever becomes clogged up, then it causes us to act in ways that's not our calling and our placing. Brother Tom spoke about it Sunday about finding our position in our lives. Uh, taking from Paul here, it would be good for all of us to become addicted to finding our purpose and go do it. It's not becoming spiritual scientist about everyone else's position and what they ought to do. It's you and I finding our place and being ready. Because people today are becoming addicted to alcohol. I I see it. I don't know how it is in Canada, but uh, in the States, you can buy alcohol and vodka and hard liquor at Rite Aid or at the grocery store. And I, one after the other, I've been in the line and they're just carrying out 12 packs. They're carrying out vodka. They're carrying out drink. This whole pandemic has caused a spurge in alcohol use. I think I heard one statistic, almost 30% driving up alcohol. People are turning to alcohol. They're becoming addicted because that's all that they have to make them happy. Drug use and things. People become addicted to drugs and to computers. They become addicted to social media. They become addicted to their cell phones. They are addicted. They're possessed by their uh, music that they are listening to. They are totally possessed by it. Now you say, well, I'm not addicted by this certain thing. Well, just do without it. For a few hours. Just do without it for a day or two. Just do without it. And you'll find out I'm addicted. Friends, I believe more and more the bride is addicted to thus saith the Lord. We just want to hear it. We, we don't want to hear the, the, the thoughts of the minister. We don't want to hear the thoughts of the, the songs. Uh, what is Brother Benjamin going to close in prayer? What is Sister Joanne going to play tonight? Don't we recognize that these are gifts? That God put in the body that we would be able to be uh, come into our place. We would come into our position by an atmosphere, by a presence. That's why in these last months, Sister Joanne and, and Brother Benjamin and Brother Louise and Brother Orn and Brother Joe and others, Brother Ken, that have played long, long. And don't you know so many of us are just staying tuned in right to the last minute. Brother Michael, right to the last. It's like we just, that atmosphere comes into our homes, come into our offices. Even right now, the Holy Spirit is present right there where you're at. And all of us, though we're different, he just puts his finger on a certain area, on a certain thing, on a certain detail. And the bride's addicted to that. They're quick to say, yes, Lord. I want to be ready. I want to be ready to go. For the bride, for you tonight that are planning on making heaven your future home. Are you living in a state of readiness? Are you ready to go? We can talk about a lot of other successes in your life and the trophies 
that might line above your fireplace mantle or they might fill a bag in your garage. Trophies that long last will just lay down all the things of hunting. We've talked about hunting or schoolwork. All the things of vacation or people exercising and we find they close the gyms. People love to eat. People love to go out to restaurants and they close the restaurants. They close this. What it is that it's forcing people into a corner where they snap, where they break. And that's why they become addicted. They become hooked on pills and on, on they become strung out. Uh, just that, that phrase you might have heard. They become strung out on tranquilizers. They just want something that will just satisfy. Oh, friends, it's gone up to the top of, of even legislatures and even at the border. That's one of the questions they ask. Uh, do you have marijuana? Do you have, uh, do you have uh, uh, what's the cannabis? Do you have any of that? It's because, friends, that's what is so important. Alcohol and drugs and firearms. This world is going crazy. We must become more dependent on the spirit of the living God. In a state of readiness. We've heard the announcement for many, many years. The Lord is coming. The Lord is coming. We've heard this for years. You that are elders, you that are older, you've heard this for years. The Lord is coming. The Lord is coming. But tonight, the question's being asked, are we ready? Are we ready? Are we making ourselves ready? And I trust tonight we can say, yes, Lord. The world is addicted to frolic. They're addicted to their jokes. They, they are living in a state of confusion. And if we had more time, we would talk about the states they're living in. We're talking about a state of readiness. But the world is living in a state of confusion. That's where they live. That's their address. That's their passport. If you would say, I need some ID to show where you live. They would just say, look at my face. I'll pull down my mask. Look at my face. They're sad. They're morbid. There's no victory. There's no power. And I thought as believers, what a sly, deceiving devil that would, after all of this time, take the power from our lives. Take the power from the church. Take the power from our children. There ought to be a burden. Lord, restore unto us the joy of our salvation. Bring back that revival that we would have lost. Bring back that patience that I lost. Bring back, where's that virtue? Where's that coin? Where's my strength gone? Bring it back, Lord. Tonight, I want you to think about this. People of the world are living in a state of worry, a state of anxiety. They live in a state of fear and it's being pumped up every day with the, with the numbers, with this, with that. It's, it's encouraging their state of fear, their state of nervousness, the state of disarray. You know, and, and instead of calling it the state of the union, they ought to call it the state of the disarray. It, it ought to, they're just broadcasting all the confusion and all the division. That's the state that we live in in the natural. Just the world is frolicking in laughter, even in this Christmas season, when the believer ought to be possessed with a holiness and a real spirit of worship. God, let us find that this Christmas. As we go off the air tonight, I felt to bring that out of Corinthians. This family was addicted. They were addicted to the ministry of the saints. They were addicted 
to what can we do? And I, I even wrote it on my notes to just mention in closing, people can get so lonely in this season of the year. And let's make contact with one another. Don't stay at home and be alone and be alone. Let's encourage one another. Let's reach out to one another. Let's encourage the body. You say, well, we've been used to bringing food or visiting so-and-so. We'll visit them in the way that you can. Send them a text. Call them on the phone. Email them. Don't let Satan put all the blockages up. And it causes people to just, well, what can we do? We can't get nothing. Then they resort to the negative and pretty soon you'll find that person going into areas they ought not to be they've lost their vision they've lost their inspiration God restore that to all of us tonight oh God bring your presence so strong upon us to where we just gotta have it I've gotta have it I'm addicted that's where we want for one another where they can become addicted they become The type of person that is teachable. And when they hear someone, I heard that about you this week, Sister Abigail. Lord Edie, I heard that this week about your Christmas concert and how Brother Kim had given Christmas messages. Brother Tom, this will encourage you. He had given Christmas messages to all the senior class and they had all listened to it. And Sister Abigail had went home to her family and said, what can we do for others? What can we do for others? When at this time of the year, when Brother Brownham preached, why little Bethlehem? Why it had to be shepherds? Why this? And it's, it's not what can I get for Christmas? This is what I need. I want that. But what can I do for others? What can we do for others? Be, present yourself. Be a present. Be a present. What can we do for others? And it's the Holy Spirit sparking that state of readiness. I want to be ready. But we want everyone around us to be ready. What can we do? How can I get out of the way to be Jesus for you? That's the main thing. That's our personality. That's what we love to talk about. That's what makes the believers happy. That's what fills up our lives. That's what we're obsessed with. We're fixated on. We're dedicated to the work of the Lord. That's what I've seen in some in our church here on the Canadian side and on the U.S. side. When in the midst of all of this, and some are on the Zoom tonight, but they become more addicted. They be, what more can we do? How can we bless others? How can we be a part of for the body of Christ to encourage them? Lord, help us to be addicted tonight. Be addicted over the season. What can we do for others? Let that be a state of readiness as our musicians come. Let that be the atmosphere that permeates through our lives. Lord Jesus, Lord, don't let us be selfish. Don't let us just be looking to ourselves. But let us, as Paul said, submit ourselves. Let us take those as the leaders among us. And I'll say this as a word of caution. Don't be a slanderer of those that are doing something for God. Don't be someone that's tearing down and nitpicking and trying to bring up some weak crack in, in how they song lead or how they preach or, well, look at that musician or look at that brother or look at this. Friends, this is not the hour to be a slanderer and someone that is lying and defacing another. You need to ask God for repentance if that's been in your whole attitude to bring the negative and, sh- and actually say things that's not even true about another person. We ought to be so addicted and committed to, to serving the body. 
Paul said, take note of that family and submit yourself to those that are laboring and are helping. Oh, what a season of the year that we can make ourselves ready and be part of helping others in Jesus name. Glory to God. Brother Benjamin, you just start out playing something. Brother Nathan, you can help us as we bow our heads tonight in this atmosphere and this time that we're living in. In our homes. In the sanctuary. Up into the director's booth there. Up into the sound brothers and the slides and the deacons. Those that are blocking for us. Those that are moving logs out of the way. Those that are moving stones out of the way. Because there's a thirst. There's a desire. We've got to make it home. We've got to make it back to that city. Wave the flag. Wave the flag. Maybe tonight there where you're at. This thought of the state of readiness or being ready. Maybe it was just for you. Maybe it was just a little witness of the Holy Spirit. From the prophet's message saying the church is making herself ready. In his last Christmas message he could say the church itself is ready for the greatest triumph it ever made the coming of the groom to the bride don't you want to be ready don't you want to go that's within all the hearts of the wise virgins come Lord Jesus come how long Lord how long are you going to allow this to go for what are you going to allow to happen before we leave I've heard it said so many want to be there when the end of 2020 comes because they want to see a year end. But we've already been prepared, saints, for the future. For the world, it's not going to get better. For the believer, for you and I that are wise virgins, that have that oil that say, God, I want to dip my wick down deeper down in that oil. This is lamp trimming time. This is time to pray, Lord, what can I do for others? I want to be ready. But I want my spouse to be ready. I want my children to be ready. I want the teachers to be ready. I want the principal to be ready. I want the administrator to be ready. I want the minister to have his walk with God. So that when he delivers the Lord's word... That it can have an effect within our lives. I wonder tonight would say, Lord, I want to be ready. In those things, in those areas of my life that you brought attention to maybe by your spirit. We've made ourselves ready for the service. We've made ourselves ready. We've heard the word. But now let the Holy Spirit just take it now. He can dissolve all of that doubt, all that question can move you tonight from a state of nervousness and anxiety. He can move you from a state of fear into a whole other atmosphere 
just in a moment, just in a moment, your thoughts of school, holiday, and hunting, or some bill, or some job loss, something just nagging in your subconscious. The Holy Spirit is making us ready. For thus saith the Lord, what is the thoughts of God about this relationship? About this decision? What would you have me to do, Lord? I believe with all my heart the Lord will drop it right down. Speak a word. What would you have him to do? Is Jesus oh, all I want to see?
watch night service this year and I believe Sunday there'll be more announcements made so let's just prepare ourselves also and look forward to that wonderful evening it'll just be a little bit earlier but Sunday they'll give in some announcements on that and singing and time together to end out this year brother Michael Diaz I wonder if you can um, unmute yourself or we can unmute brother Michael Diaz is it possible for you to close in a word of prayer, brother. Can you hear me? Wonderful. Dear Lord, we come before you, Lord Jesus, recognizing you as Almighty God, Lord. Thank you for the ministering of the word tonight, Lord Jesus. Thank you for preaching us happy, Lord God. You preached us strong, Lord Jesus. We want to thank you for all you do, Lord Jesus. And you just you take the ministry, Lord God, and you raise us up, Lord. Thank you for these wonderful men that have sat before you, Lord God. I pray that we would all be ready, Lord Jesus, for your coming, Lord. Lord God, this message just was wonderful. It touched my heart, Lord God. I pray that it would, it would just penetrate all the hearts, Lord God, that hear these these words, Lord Jesus. Thank you for this evening. Um, be with us, Lord God, and tomorrow as there's work and everything lord i pray that you would just continue to have your holy spirit just cleaning us lord god helping us be ready for your coming lord god we ask you all these things in the name of our lord jesus christ amen just be thinking on these words that you've heard tonight thank you brother michael be thinking on these words of readiness let's all be ready friends that's the main that's why we're having these meetings. That's why the effort's going forth. That's why each one of you are ser- God's called you to be a servant. Wherever you're at, you're special. You're unique. We all love that uniqueness. It's special. So let's lift up the God in one another in this season, in this month. Let's contact one another. Let's reach out and be Jesus to someone as we just close. God bless you. You're dismissed in the name of the Lord. You that would like to linger. You that would like to stay in this atmosphere. God bless you until we meet you on Sunday.